Hey guys, we're back. What's really going on? <laughs> What's really going on though is this is episode season two, episode whatever you want it to be. Season two, episode episode seventeen. Hey, so looking at the producer, producer looking at us like, don't mind our blank. producer. That's all right. Anyway, just know You'll that find you're, that soon enough, right? And just know that you're in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So, La, welcome back. Um, bye, sisters. Bye, bye my darling. What are we talking about today, La? We are talking about. Oh, um, did you know? You know, remember <laughs> we were talking about um, this was months ago though. Do you remember that um, Netflix series, You? Do you remember? Yeah. And we did a whole review in it. You know, it's coming back for no another way! season. Yes. Oh yes, my God, I'm yes. excited. I'm Boxing excited. Day. Boxing Day? Yes. Oh my gosh. So that's that the is perfect. Going down. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm locking off everything. This that better be the one because I'm ready. Because I'm like, oh my God, yeah, it's coming back. I'm so excited. I can't oh wait. Gosh. So, talking about Netflix, mm. have you watched American Son? I on watched Netflix? that just yesterday. Shez, can we bit. talk about it, please? Let's talk about Do you know about what? That's right what I meant to talk, to you, talk to you about that off air because I was like, Shell's been so busy. I don't know what she's watched, no, what I she watched, hasn't. I watched that. What did you think about it? Because I'm like, I need to discuss this with some there were so many things uh-huh. first of all can I just say we're going to give spoilers so if you haven't watched if you haven't watched it I suggest you forward past this bit <laughs> of the of the po- podcast but um the minute within like maybe five minutes of watching it I knew that the sun was dead mm. so let's give a let's give a synopsis of what it's about right. um I came in to it part way but very briefly um Kerry Washington plays the mother of a young, um, we would say mixed race, but I guess in America, you know, there's the whole thing about one drop, you're Mm -hmm. black. So a young black boy who's been involved in a traffic stop and she believes him to be at a police station, which she attends. And she speaks to an officer there who um, is, uh, he speaks to an officer there who is um, in charge apparently of the station mm. and is getting nowhere with getting any information out of him and you see the dynamic it's a white male officer you see the dynamic between him and her and then um her partner or ex-partner who is white then comes he's the child's father he's the the, the young man's father the young man who's been involved in the traffic stop and he's white and there's a whole different dynamic between he and the officer and then it's the dynamic between them two as the parents it's all sort of shot in one place in the station and um it's about them and their wait for news about their son is that a fair synopsis yes so, yeah, so you've just given away the whole plot line because you're like, I knew he was dead. Um, <laughs> I, just said, I said before, I gave a disclosure. <laughs> yeah. Oops, but I feel like over and above that, what did you what did you make of it? OK, so there were several things. Um, OK, so I was really I was kind of irritated with all the characters in the sense that. Can I just pause you? Yeah. Because I'm just going to say what I thought of it. Yeah. Because I can get it out really quickly. I thought it was tish. What do you mean? I thought it was crap. The whole show. I thought every single part of it was crap. 
Are you yeah. there with so, yours? I was irritated with the whole, with all of the characters, but I understood why I was. I felt like I was supposed to be irritated with everyone mm. because the lack of common sense mm-hmm. in everybody that was involved in that. So there's like five characters in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So Kerry Washington's character was pissing me off. Mm-hmm. The dad was pissing me off. Yeah. The young police officer was pissing me off, yeah. and the old police officer was pissing me off. Hardcore. I was like. Oh my god! I don't. I didn't like anybody, anyone's nope. character in that because some of the choices and some of the things that were being said was just like, where where are we going with this? So the d- dynamic between the mum and dad when they were discussing, particularly when they were discussing how they chose to bring up their son, the dad was irritating me because he just thought, you know him having a black son isn't going to matter to the outside world simply because, you know, he's going to raise him in a particular way. He's not going to have his pants sagging. He's going to go to military school. He is going to be everything that is supposed to be stereotypically, you know, opposite of, you know, what um, a black man is supposed to be or a young black boy, how they're supposed to be brought up. And that should be enough to safeguard him in his life and I also thought as well even though the mum was kind of recognising the fact that the son behaviour had started to change when the dad left I think when she first got with him she probably fought in the same vein as the dad but was you know clearly as she's a black woman you know her upbringing and his upbringing are entirely two different things I think she clocked onto the fact that look our son is going to have a different path whether or not he's been brought up in this particular way or not. But I do feel like initially she probably thought that wasn't going to be the case. She probably thought exactly the same way as the dad, but Mm. the dad was just very much, no, he'll be fine. And then I think the mum, her brain started to kind of change Mm -hmm. and started to see, actually, no, this is going to be a bit problematic. You see, do you know what, do you know one of the reasons why I say I thought it was actually crap Mm. was because I didn't feel, (laughs) it's just... Did such a corny thumbs up. I don't know what's wrong with me. I didn't. Sorry. Right, I'm out. Sorry, (laughs) listeners, but that was just like slightly camp, slightly corny. (laughs) But, um, sorry, back to it. I, I didn't believe in the characters, La. That was the problem. Mm. So, you know, you, you, you are describing something which if anyone hears Kerry Washington mm. and then here's this synopsis and then here's the dynamics and the things that you're talking about. I think that conjures up, oh, a really intelligent, well-written piece of, um, uh, of, of drama mm. and some really great dialogue between these two characters because us having set the scene here, it's it set for greatness, isn't it? Right. But except it wasn't, it was crap. Kerry Washington, I felt, was just overacting. She did the, the lip tremble thing. Just way too much. <laughs> the lines were hammy. Mm. They were so hammy. It was unbelievable. It was just like, it was, the, 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 di- the dialogue was clunky. I didn't believe in it. I didn't believe in the characters. So, for example, for Kerry Washington, like, Whoever she was supposed to be. And as I said, I came in and I I had missed the beginning. I came home. My niece was watching it. Mm. Then I just joined it. But I caught enough of it to know that this was what it was about. Um, But for example, whoever she was as a woman, Mm. 
she, unless she had just uh, 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 just removed some mask that she was wearing for the past 20 or so years, however old her son was supposed to be and however long that relationship with his dad was supposed mm. to be. Why were there all these big reveals about things that they felt and um, uh, attitudes and stuff that they had in the police station, in that scenario. Mm. You, you guys have known each other for years. You guys are in or were or mm. are in a relationship. And it was, I didn't believe that that scenario would have brought out some of these things. These were things that if, if truth were being, if this were a truth-led drama, these conversations must mm. have happened before that time. So it seemed artificial. No, not, not necessarily, because there are people who get together, marriage and everything, and they don't know anything about one another until something big happens. But, they, they, but there was two... It, this, this thing is, we're not just talking about people. We're talking mm. about a black woman mm. and a white man mm. in America. Mm. There is absolutely no way if this program is supposed mm. to be set in the time that it is, which is now, right? Against that backdrop, mm. you can you can't sell us because we mm. know now and, and Netflix is like worldwide. So I don't even think it was made for a, a UK audience. So the global audience, or at least the UK audience and the US audience, I expect know now mm. the condition of race within America. No, I don't. I think people are really stupid. And I do think that. I accept that. I, I think, think that, that people um, are stupid. Very naive. And I think there are a lot of, couples and I would imagine there are a lot of mixed race couples particularly you know for the white half of the of of said couple I don't think there are a lot of them that probably don't actually realize that you know being black like being an everyday walking black person there are certain things that we have to look out for that I don't think they're fully aware of you know what I'm not even I'm not even more talking about him I'm talking about reactions that Kerry Washington's character Mm -hmm. had to that man who you're acting like you don't know him Mm. so for example when he said something like uppity Mm. and then she's not something like he actually said something something uppity then she had some visceral reaction Mm. to him saying uppity and then he was like oh what is that some kind of coded and it was just like you would you would have known that that mm. that whole dynamic that whole back and forth completely unreal. No, I don't unreal. agree. I, do, I another, really do there, think there, are on, there was another there. there was another point where he said something. Mm. I think it was about I I didn't even want to name him Jamal. It's so close to what what did he say Darnell or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And I was just like, what the fuck is this that mm. you what 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 shit are you sh- shoveling here? I'm not I'm like I'm literally not buying it because Kerry Washington's character although they, they didn't paint that much of her background <clears throat> one thing that I thought to myself as well is if you were as intelligent as I think that you are mm. in this character none of this would have been missed by you if you if you weren't this intelligent person, then mm. I'm doubly not buying the match because this guy's supposed to be some FBI agent. Mm. You know, the whole cut was supposed to be somewhat kind of middle class professional. His family, he comes from a, a um, military background, right? Yeah. All of that. So the, <clears throat> the just the whole pairing 
and these so-called reveals and these so-called learnings. I know you're saying there are people, and I accept that there are mm. people in relationships who are naive and who are closed off and it takes a big thing for them, the scales to mm. suddenly fall from their eyes. But the more I try to wrestle and give credibility to the characters because of the way they were acting, the more diametrically opposed mm. they were to be in this this previous couple or this present couple mm. who had this child who had all this this racial tension surrounding their relationship and and, and I just know it I come on <laughs> you know I, mean? I, think, I think they were just like maybe just closed off you know you know what it's like when you get into a relationship you don't want to believe the worst Mm. in your partner mm. and it's not until something catastrophic happens mm. that's when it's like okay you know i had a little inkling but mm. now i'm really gonna it's gonna it's out now because yeah. our son like is out there we don't know where he is i'm just gonna say what but i even, wanna say and even things like because it was a culmination of mm. of things so it's me not buying the characters it's me thinking this dialogue is shit. Even the, 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 the whole setting of the police station mm. was pissing me off. So Paul, the police officer. Yeah. How is Paul saying something like, oh, because there's this woman and she's... You know when the dad first got there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he's like, oh, there's been wo- this woman and she went from zero to ghetto. Mm. Basically, being completely rude... Mm. He then finds out that he's talking about the child's mum. Mm. Next minute, he's giving him a card saying, look, mm. look me up or I'll put in a good word for you. Mm. I said, I, I don't even understand that. Yeah. And then there was another bit where, where in front of her, he's, Paul said something really rude. And then all the dad could, could kind of say was, oh, something like, can you get me a refill? Mm. Or then Paul said to the dad, would you like a refill of coffee or whatever it was? And he was like, yeah. I was thinking, hold on a minute. Did you just see him disrespect the child's mum? You lot are both supposed to be Mm. on edge here. It was Mm. just, everything about it was incredible. Mm. Everything about it, it's the dialogue, the characters, just none of it did I buy. So I was sat there. My niece and I, we were looking at it, looking at each other, looking at everything that happened. We were just... Kissing teeth, <laughs> effing, like, oh, please. Rolling eyes, yeah. the works mm. at it. It was just, I just, I couldn't get with yeah. it. I just, like, for me, like, like I said, I thought all the characters were trash. Like, mm. the most vile people you want to, not vile, but just, like, the lack of common sense and just, like, some of the insults that were coming out. I was just mm. thought, this is, ugh. But I kind of understood the dynamic between the mum and the dad. And I just thought, these are two people who thought they knew each other and they didn't. And it's Mm. gone to the stage where you've procreated a biracial child and you thought that your child would be okay Mm. in a world where black men are literally public enemy number one. Mm. The dad thought he'd be okay because he's my son and I'm not going to raise him to be like the typical black kid. And I do think Kerry, not Kerry, that isn't her name on the show. I think the character that she played, I thought that she thought her son would be okay until like, obviously she was a little, from from the dialogue. why would she think that? I'm just, I'm just guessing. I'm just mm. saying that I think that maybe when they got together, probably in the early stages, she thought that he would be okay. But then it's like, okay, you but know. Do you see what I mean by incredible? Yeah. Which black woman 
do you think now in this day and age you you hear them talking about it Mm. having to have i read about it just online recently somebody saying that she had to give her 13 year old son Mm. in 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 living in the u.s the talk Mm. and then other people were empathizing saying Mm. you know and then she was saying that you know some people will say you know White people yeah. might say to her things like, "Oh, well, if you raise him, okay." Da, 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 da. And mm. you know, then I read it and I was thinking, "Yeah," because mm. Tamir Rice, yeah, that, <laughs> right? that like we we just said there to me, "Oh, if you raise him, okay." That's the dad in this situation. Mm. I think he had that mindset. If yeah. you raise him in a particular way, yeah, he will be fine. Yeah, and you don't know, like Kerry's character could have probably fought that way for a couple of years until like the blackness actually sets in. You're seeing all of these people being shot, like Tamir Rice, Sean Bell. Mm. Um, but they didn't write that in. Yeah. It's an assumption that you have to make as the thing. So at f- this is what I'm saying. At first blush, if we take what we now understand mm. as uh, us as being black women, watching that, that's what I'm saying. It's incredible to mm, me. I can't, mm. I, I, I'm not buying that. I've not seen that represented either in American media or in American women that I know or in American um, literature. Mm. So, so they should have, per- they needed to then mm. use some kind of device to show us that maybe she was like mm. that. Because just a, 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 so as a little example, she's in there. She's got natural hair. Mm. So maybe, by way of example, I use this. Maybe if... And I'm, I'm not saying this because this is my view about mm. weaves. Because you know, it's before I cut my hair, well, I had a weave. Mm. But I'm saying maybe if she was like a black woman wearing a weave mm. and there were some other things that they could write into her character, you could perhaps imagine her mm. as a so-called white woman, a, a black woman who thinks she's white. Yeah, Do you yeah, see yeah. what I mean? Mm. And then it would have given us some kind of social mm. clues that that was part of her yeah. backstory. Well, maybe, well, she did say that after, when she was, um, when they were talking about her son, saying that um, some of the things that he was doing in terms of like sticking that bumper sticker yeah. on his car mm. and how his behaviour had changed yeah. and how he actually did end up wearing, you know, the baggy pants and all of that. Yeah. And, you know, him being the only black person in his school, one of three, I think she said. Mm. And he, he like, so she was talking about little things that he was doing in terms of his behavior changing mm. because, you know, I think, you know, I think she made a comment that um, his, his, his only line of defense is basically filming police officers. Like I think the bumper stickers or something like shoot police officers, yeah. but not literally shoot them with a gun, but shoot them with a camera phone. Mm. So she's like, you explaining to her ex-husband. That's their last that's line of their defense. Last, last line of defense. And he was like, how can you say shoot the police officer? And mm. she's like, you're not getting it. He but is that's used, what I'm saying. Yeah. So she's got an insight. That's why I'm saying they didn't give us enough. But that's what I'm saying. Her, her turnaround is coming from seeing all of these little things that her son is going through. She mm. probably never, never even clocked on up until that point. Remember the dad's left. So mm. she's just left looking after her son mm. and she's seeing her son going through all of these behavioral mm. changes. So maybe you're saying that are, she picked it up. Yeah. From the so son. she's picking it up there. The dad has mm. gone about his, his business. Life, yeah. So he's 
not seeing all of this as far as he's yeah. concerned I'm a military man and mm. you know in my family we all go to the military and you're going to do this that and the third and you're not he's not understanding that your son is a black boy as much yeah. as he's half white he's black to the rest of the world yeah. and he's at risk and you're talking about military this and military that yeah. so I think maybe for her I think she realised a little bit sooner mm. than the dad well the Although dad didn't realise at all and she, yeah and she didn't realise from that point so that's where I kind of understood it from then when she started talking about how the son was acting up and playing up and changing mm. you know when essentially he's a privileged kid he comes from a nice got a nice home yeah. he's been you know gone to the best schools da, 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 da. Yeah. so on paper really and truly yeah you shouldn't be doing any of that but yeah. it's 2019 like yeah. you said all of these deaths are happening yeah. around him he's a target and he's seen that with yeah. his young self and then when we talk about young boys who are witnessing just death all around them. We forget about PTSD and how it can affect them. Mm. So him kind of acting out like that is probably as a result of what he is seeing. Mm. So I think she was trying to illustrate that point to the, to the dad who's gone about his business. Mm. And then, oh, the police, the, the one who really... Uh, but, then, but then can I just say what was also just, just like overdone the bit where Paul was saying to her when she said, oh, where's the water fountain? And then he said, oh, yeah, it's like down the corridor. Then he goes into this big description about, oh, there are two because... And then he stops. And then she's like, oh, because of what? And it's like, yeah, okay, we get... It's like so overdone. (laughs) You know, then she goes there and then she has the water and then she comes. It's just like, oh, Give me strength, man. <laughs> like, seriously, is he really gonna? The man's got, you're gonna say to the dude, Where's the water fountain? He's gonna go, Yeah, it's down the corridor. Mm. All right, boom, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Why are you standing there listening to his? Oh, yeah, because you know, it's so historical because of it was just, Oh, I was oh just like, it's slow it. Right? <laughs> ham, ham, ham. It was ham. And then the older police guy, oh, God. Oh, his character was it's, too it's much. Just like, all right, Uncle Ruckus, calm down. He's acting like he's on, he's, like this is a stage show. Yeah. Though, it was like, before you tell me anything. And I didn't understand because, like, okay, you've got two, you've got parents here who are very worried about their son. Mm. And, you know, they have every right to be. Don't know where your son is. You come in, they're like, okay, where's my child? And you're like, you know, you want order and structure first. It's like, just tell them what they need yeah, to know. I didn't understand why they were, why he was drawing that out. But I think maybe they were trying to show that he was trying to, you know, assert his authority over the situation yeah. to let them know I'm in charge here. I have the information. I will tell you as and when yeah. I feel like telling you. Yeah. That's and the it kind was, of yeah, energy it I got from It was kind of odd as well, given that, he was then almost upset at her for calling him (laughs) an Uncle Tom, Mm. which she had done, as you said, because she was upset. Mm. And in part, it was that clash that occurred because of his behaviour. So Mm. if you unpick all of that, why didn't you just come in normal? Yeah, this is, I didn't understand. Of... I'm like, just tell them what they need to know. He was really longing it out. And I couldn't understand why. And I just thought, oh, right, is there going to be something else that is going to be revealed to explain mm. why he's he's acting in that way? And it wasn't. It was just that he just wanted to be in control yeah. of the situation, wanting them to just sit down like little boys and little girls yeah. and listen to me. That yeah. was the kind of thing. But... I don't know. 
and even even the the only bit that um kind of made some sense because my niece was saying oh when he you know broke the news and mm. blah 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 why he read it in the way that he did and i thought and again it might be me having to read this mm. into the the thought process but i thought that the reason why it was read out in long form like that by this older officer was because what it represented was all those falsified reports that we hear about when yeah, these yeah. things happen and so then that period of time that they'd waited at the police station then one can just imagine somebody in a back room creating this work of yeah, art yeah, yeah. in terms of and that was that was the only good mm. kind of yeah. dramatic touch that i felt from that everything else hated it <laughs> <laughs> Hated it. Oh. <laughs> Kerry Washington should have read it and stayed far Honestly, from it. Honestly, I did thought, I just thought maybe they're going to reveal something else. I don't understand why this man is being this arsy. Awful. But yeah. yeah, anyway, watch American. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if, if you need to. <laughs> Boy, I'm just going <laughs> to... But if it's our recommendation, <laughs> I would say, I would say, give it a miss. La, what would you say? Say, oh, watch it if you've got nothing to do. Yeah. Um, just, just watch it just for the dynamic, dynamics of the character and how they kind of interact with each other. From that particular standpoint, I reckon you should watch it. Mm-mm-mm. But um, what else is coming to? Um, What's to Netflix? To Netflix. Oh, um, that's the only the only thing I'm looking forward to is you now. Yeah, that you season two revealed. Um, this week so I'm very happy about that right I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've heard is coming or anything that's up there at the moment that is um, perhaps worth a watch I still haven't watched When They See Us I don't think no 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 I'm not I'm not in the right (laughs) I just yeah I need to brace myself to do it it's so Um, good honestly like you'll see why um the young man who played Corey Wise got his Emmy. You see, I want to watch it for that, Fantastic. but I, I also know that Corey Wise's story is perhaps the most harrowing. It is. So it's it's do you, do you know what I mean? So I want yeah. to see um, Jarrell Jerome's yeah. acting, but at the same time, knowing what he has to act mm. is the very reason why. In in fact, if I'm honest, it's probably Corey Wise's story mm. that is going to make it more, more most difficult for me to watch yeah. the whole thing mm. i know like i know the story yeah but the whole thing of it mm. is going to enrage me mm. but i think i could take that but then there are certain parts of Corey wise's mm. story that I'm you should like it's a full sensitive to. so watch so okay so watch the first three parts and then see how you feel because it's the fourth part that gets everybody that literally tells to, um that's literally dedicated to Corey Wise and his story. And the reason why that particular, I, I would guess that this is why it got its own kind of own episode is because without kind of Corey, none of the guys would have been set free because the guy that came forward actually spoke to Corey first. They were in the same prison together. And he was like, oh, are you uh, are you Corey? And he was like, yeah, you know, and, oh, you're still, are you here for... 
you know, for mm. the crime still, blah, 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 knowing that this was the guy who actually committed the crime in the first place. And I think at the time he had found God mm. and that's why he decided to go to the authorities and tell them that it was me that raped that woman in Central Central Park. So, you know, if you watch interviews with the Exonerated Five, mm. um, they actually say, like, if it wasn't for Corey spending time in that prison there and just by happenstance come across um, the the actual guy that did it, they, they would still be known as the people that raped that woman in, um, in Central Park all those years. So... Yeah, mm. it's, it's it's such a sad story, but ugh. Mm. and I obviously he went through the most because he was 16 years old at, at the time. So he went to an adult prison, which was Rikers, mm. Rikers, um, Rikers Island. I heard they're going to close that down. Yeah, they sh- it's a shithole. It's honestly just awful. Have Is you, that um, like Khalif Brad? Or yeah, was? same thing. Young man took his life. Do you know what I mean? I wonder, I just think about the amount of people or young boys have like were left in there for really ridiculous cases simply because they couldn't afford bail. The American system yeah, is it's an utter joke. You're gonna put these young kids in there with these hardened, hardback criminals and expect them to come out okay. Crazy. Utterly crazy. But yeah, they're looking to shut it down. Um but anyway, let's move on. So yeah, just watch the first three, see how you feel. If you think you can handle the last episode, mm. then then um, then watch it. Mm. And after you watch the three, you'll understand why one episode needed to be dedicated to Corey mm. in particular, because that really was like the the key that kind of set them free, really. Even though he went through all of that hardship. And imagine, look at how he even came to be in there. Yeah. Why is he the one that took? One of them too. Yeah, yeah. He like he just he was actually oh, going home and he just gosh. thought, I'm just gonna go to the police station and just make sure that my friend is okay. Lord, and they were just us. like, You come with me and then before you know it, he's on charges. I tell you, the system is a joke. Alright, okay, so let's move on to another joke. <laughs> A rapper you may have heard of called T.I. is in hot water. When um, we say joke, we don't mean ha ha he he. Just, just we don't find this. No, nah, nothing at, at all. all. This entire story just makes me feel ill to my very stomach. I just, Damn. I can't believe it. I just cannot. Anyway, so T.I. the rapper, he was on a podcast. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Doesn't need any promotion because the two girls that are host host that were hosting it. They were laughing alongside him and they've since released an an apology, but no one cares about that. So that's fine. Um, He um, was talking about his oldest daughter, who's now 18 years old, 18 years old. Her name is Deja, Deja Harris. Um, And he revealed the fact that he has been going with her to the gynecologist to have her hymen checked. Her hymen, ladies and gentlemen. On a yearly basis. On a yearly basis. I think from the age of 16, he's been going with her. And he was telling the story. And I, at first, when I, when I found out about this story, I actually read the transcript. And I thought, no, this, this, this can't be real. So then I went and I listened to an actual audio of him explaining the story to these two women. And you know when someone's speaking, but they're speaking as if they're trying to impress 
Mm-hmm. These women like, oh, look at me. I'm such a like, you know, a thorough dad. I'm going to make sure that my daughter's virginity and her hymen is still in intact <sighs> because I'm going to go with her to the gynecologist and I'm going to ask the gynecologist for her results. And then, you know, I'll, get I'll her to sign. Away get her, her to sign. Results. Yeah, pretty much. We'll sign them over. So yeah. At one point he them. actually says on the podcast, oh, um, I can tell you for now, as of Deja's 18th birthday, her hymen is still in check. How what? Dare he? How dare he even be disclosing that information? This is madness. I was like, Tia, if you, what, are you smoking something? Ugh. Interestingly oh. enough, her daughter, his daughter rather, has since been liking the comments on Twitter and Instagram, cussing her dad out, basically. This is a whole 18-year-old young girl who... Um, sorry. whole 18-year-old young girl who I would imagine at this stage in her life should be able to go to the gynecologist by herself to mm-hmm. get herself checked out for whatever she needs. Um, T.I. clearly doesn't know what a hymen is or what its use is for and, you know, and the fact that well, why is even he, if it's it, broken... Well, I don't understand. Why is he so um, invested in having it medically checked mm. as opposed to cultivating an open and honest relationship with his daughter such that if she wants to talk to him about sex sexual relations her body or things like that she can come to him mm. comfortably and do so mm. why what i mean what why it's being done in this way is is literally overbearingly creepy mm. like honestly i i just and for him to talk about it so freely is is to me it's it's astounding i'm astounded that he even if this happens, right? Right. And I'm I'm not agreeing with the rights of it. I'm saying even if mm. it's happening within the Harris household, yeah. okay? And T.I. and Tiny or Tamika are happy with the arrangement that mm. when T.I. takes, you know, his daughter to the, 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 the OBGYN, she is she consents because that's what she must be able to do because i don't know how any doctor can just be releasing confidential it it sounds dodgy right information to um her dad even though even if she consents so it's all a family thing they're all happy with it why the hell is he on a public forum Mm. a podcast talking about his daughter's genitals Mm. Why is he doing that? That's disgusting. The, what What the fuck? I Like, literally, what is he doing? And why is he doing that? And, and do, do you know the thing is? I'll tell you why he's doing it. Because he thinks that he he's effectively wearing his daughter's virginity mm. as his own badge of honour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, mm. there are some warped levels to that. Mm-hmm. So I just... All the way round, when I heard Vile. it, I was just like, this does not sit with me. <laughs> this does not sit well with me at Do you know, do you know what's funny? Like, there are women 
on this planet who have given birth multiple times, have had sex and everything, and their hymen is very much still intact. So let's just say that Deja goes to the doctor and the doctor reveals to T.I. that her hymen is broken. So as we know, hymens can get broken for many a reason. And let's just say her hymen broke because she was playing a sport or she was doing something vigorous. And she's trying to convince her dad, whose prehistoric brain seems to think that broken hymens mean virginity has been busted. How does she then convince her dad that she's still a virgin? So she can't it, she because can't. she's dealing with she's dealing with an ignorant buffoon. And I'm just that's like, the problem, and that's why I go back to ugh. what Ti should be focusing on is having a strong, mm. open, honest relationship with his daughter, mm. so that if there are issues to do with sex, sexuality, mm. uh, 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 boys, girls, whichever, whatever, her body bodily functions, bodily issues, she is able to approach him or his wife, mm. her stepmom, and talk about these things. Mm. Uh, just it's even wild. just the, the madness of having that, that being... So if you don't go with her mm. and she says to you, um, yeah, no, everything's cool. What's the, mm. There's no trust there. Mm. And I think it also speaks to the kind of man that T.I. is. Oh, yeah. Because That's effectively... I wasn't, wasn't actually fully, fully surprised with this story because T.I. has previous... Like, we've seen examples of him being is, very misogynistic. Yeah, he's he is protecting his daughter mm. from the versions of him mm. out there. This is it! That's what he's doing. Do you remember when, when that um, episode of um, T.I. and the Family Hustle where it was revealed that he was cheating on Tiny with um, this woman that Tiny had actually hired to do some particular job. And they were sitting at dinner and he was vexed with her because apparently when they were separated, she went to Floyd Mayweather's um, Christmas party or some sort of party that he was having. And as you know, Floyd and T.I., they don't get on. Do you remember when I was actually trying to fight yeah, Floyd Mayweather? I do remember that right, kind of okay. scenario. So there was a scene where, you know, he was trying to throw that in her face and he more or less turned around and said to her, well, you know, were you at odds with the woman that, you know, I more or less slept with? And she was like, hang on a minute. If somebody that I hired is sleeping with you, don't you think I'm at odds with them? This is the man's mindset. It's like, how are you trying to justify your fuckboy behavior to your wife to say that because you were at odds with Floyd Mayweather, it justifies you sleeping with somebody that she hired to do a job? What the fuck is wrong with you? It's like, I really, like, I strongly believe he doesn't respect any of the women in his family at all. He doesn't. At all. And let me, let me be clear. It's like, people, we talk about this all the time on the show. It's like, can you love someone and respect them. I think you can love people, but you like the element of respect can also not be there. Easily. Easily. We say this all the time on this show. And it's like, for me, I just see so many examples of him disrespecting Tiny. I'm like, he. I think he loves her, but I don't think he respects her, which is wild to me, given the fact that before T.I. was even a thing, Tiny was out there making her own money, writing songs like No Scrubs, Scrubs with Candy Burris. You know, she was like doing bits. She was, I think she was a millionaire before yeah, T.I. was even a thing. And I'm like, how do you not respect the woman 
this woman here who is self-made. She's the mother of your children. You when you went to jail... She went to get blue, blue, blue eyes. <laughs> when you went to jail, she was there waiting for you like a dickhead when you had all those frigging guns in the back of your car. And now it seems like your toxic behaviour of disrespect has transferred onto your daughter. Like, what are you doing? This poor girl will now be known as the hymen girl for the rest of her life Imagine. because of the bullshit that you went and did because you were trying to impress these two girls here. People have to be really careful about the things that they decide to disclose about them, themselves and their lives on public forums. Like, seriously, I do. I feel really, really sorry mm. for this young girl having this thing disclosed. Because I bet you within the family, mm. like, or within between her parents or, you know, her dad, her mom and her stepmom, maybe it was all known and like I said, it may not be right, but they may be yeah, okay with the agreement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you imagine him coming out on a bloody podcast? Well, now everyone knows about to, it. To be talking about it willy nilly. Oh, the levels of 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 disrespect mm. all round. No, no bounds with mad, with mad, 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 mad. So, as you can imagine, this story went round on um, Twitter. And actually, most people were very much disgusted by it. They actually had, um, what was it? I think um, some governing body, some medical governing body on Twitter literally write a whole thread about hymens and how it is no indication of your virginity. Mm. Uh, there are literally girls out there who have anal sex and seem to think that they're, not, they're still virgins because they only, they've not um, been mm. vaginally penetrated. But then why... why um why are girls or women still invested in the big V? Mm. But and I'm not saying I'm not I'm not disparaging virginity or celibacy mm. or anything like that, because I'm specifically talking about in scenarios where you are happy to engage in sexual activity of some sort right but what what's this big thing about this big v mm -mm. should i tell you what it is mm. it's men mm -mm. and men making give placing a value judgment on that mm -mm. so that women feel as though because as much, yeah, yeah no but as much as you're saying you know there are women who think they are virgins even though they've had anal sex i bet you and win mm. there are women who wish to be sexually active who wish to have that agency over their own body mm. and so in order to be sexually active in keeping with their own desires and their own agency they then only choose to have anal sex to keep up with this whole Pretense, thing about yeah virginity. we are yeah, yeah, yeah. a virgin mm. and it's not for them they are not they they that's not a value that they've created mm. it's it's for men yeah. it's for it's for it's for the man's it's for patriarchy mm -mm. <laughs> it is pretty much pretty much and that's all i saw the entire or heard rather the entire time 
TI was talking because in the same breath as you know Twitter Twitter users kind of showed he um his I think he's got a son one of his sons he's got two sons I think one of them revealed at the age of 14 that he had lost his, his virginity and he you know TI was like clapping like a buddy seal about it I think he's got it. more than two isn't yeah. he have those little ones I don't know how old those they are little now, kind though. of yeah. very fair ones yeah. and then the older they were so older well, anyway, one of them, who were, I, I don't know which one it was, he's 40, at the time 14 years old and it was revealed on the show that he's no longer a virgin. And T.I. was like, oh, yay, this is... Mm. What? Yeah, look at your mum, she's upset about it. Why are you not upset about it? And who does he think? <laughs> what sort of... Whose hymen y- did he break? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and who's, that's okay. Who's which daughter... That's okay. Yeah, That's all right. Yeah, did he break? Oh, T.I.'s the worst he's kind of piece of shit. Far. And the fact that I'm really annoyed at the fact that he's now making me agree with um, Iggy Azalea. How dare you? How dare you? I'm annoyed. I don't even want to talk about this man anymore. He's disgusting. Just get in, get in the bin. Get in the bin. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> Stay there, poor daughter. But anyway, let's move on to Spack Nation. I don't know if you've heard about Spat Nation and these, like, new allegations. I don't even know if I want to call them new because I've been hearing rumblings about them for some time, about their dodgy practices. Spat Nation's some kind of church Mm. or some kind of I think they're based in Croydon. They seem to have quite a bit of a... um, uh, a hold on like the Croydonites, right, <laughs> as I like okay. to call them. So I've, I've, I, I know of them as an organisation. Apparently, they were or are a church who um, were they're sort of USP, if I can call it that. Were taking taking ex gang members or something like that. Yeah. And they were taking them away from the life of gangs and crime and violence and um, getting them involved in, you know, the love of their own lives, the love of God and um, being involved in this church, which at first flush looked like a good thing. But now I've started to hear um because somebody sent me something on whatsapp Mm. about some um uh reports that in fact people who have have joined the spac nation or have joined their church have been abused uh used financially used Mm. um and all sorts mm-hmm. and it's it's I, I you know I, you know that I've been out of the loop for a bit so I haven't um been up on um like social news social media news uh things that have been going on but I have caught the sort of whiff of this um and there have been like media reports about it I think um the Huffington Post um had an article about it and it seems to be, or is it, am I wrong? Is it sort of gathering pace in terms of Yeah, the um, Huffington Post, as you said, they've done a whole, pretty much a documentary about it and it was actually pretty good. Um, I watched it. Um, 
So, yeah, and I think they're under investigation now. I think um, the local MP of Croydon, Mm -hmm. sorry, again, name escapes me. (laughs) Don't live in Croydon. Um, Yeah, she um, tweeted about it just the other day saying that they're going to be looking into this more. And ironically... So the church is actually based... Have they got many, like, physical churches or is there like one? I think it's one big church but it seems like they've got many pastors and a lot of these right. pastors are young like 19 20 oh, really? like not like you know the regular degular big man pastors yeah. you know properly adult adult and what is it that how, how is it that they become ordained as pastors if that's I think the right word the, to the, use? the 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 head guy his name is Toby oh, his surname is here oh hang on um it's um the mp that i was talking about before steve reed who is hoping to be re-elected for labor mp for croydon north met with police on monday to discuss the allegations i think it was him that was tweeting about kind of looking into the um into spat nation right um the pastor so his name is toby Ada. At a Boyega, he is like the head guy. So I think he is in charge of selecting people that he decides, okay, you're a pastor. Oh, right. You okay. go out there and you recruit these people. So they so go out. So he just gets to say, yeah. now you He's a head become dude. a pastor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. But I think what, it's almost like a grooming technique because he will promise them, you know. If promise you, who? The pastors or the people that the pastors bring back? And right. Yeah. So everybody's been promised big life, high life. You can get, you know, you can get money, you can get cars, you can get houses. You but can where is that going to come from? Who knows? He's wearing it so. But where does it come from? So this is the next thing now. So basically the reason why they're being investigated is because complaints are coming forward from uh, members of his congregation who have since left that they're being manipulated by these young pastors to take out loans in their names. So there's one, this one particular um, person who um, has um, written to the Guardian and she more or less said that... Um, Uh, so there's a 20 year old girl who has given about 13,000 pounds to the church in three months okay where does she get 13,000 pounds from student loan money personal loans loans from businesses and they help she's taking out loans to give to the church so that's what they're doing so they're recruiting these young people who don't have any money to convince them take out a loan take out a loan there's another technique that they use as well where you know you have to give ties when you go to the church so they have these envelopes and on the envelopes it will state how much money you're supposed to put in the envelopes all of the envelopes that were shown on this particular program said 200 pounds so the idea is you put your 200 pounds in however young people are supposed to on a weekly basis bring 200 pounds and it's like the pressure that they're under to find this £200 because it's almost like if I don't put it in, people are going to see that I haven't put it in and I just feel, basically I feel a way, I don't want to feel shame. So they will spend the week trying to find that £200 to give mm. when they, when obviously when they go back week after week after week. So can I ask, what's the, um, do we know, what's the age range of people in this church? Because... Oh, very young. Who was monitoring... Mm. what was going on in these young people's lives are they all people who have become fractured and displaced from their families pretty much for the people that have come forward most of them have said you know i was in a really bad way like 
I, you know, I didn't have a good relationship with maybe my own parents. Um, I was so there was no one to notice when yeah. they were then. So it was just waif and strays that they're picking up. So when you're somebody who is desperate and you see somebody who's like seemingly willing to help you, they've got all the trappings of a materialistic kind of life, you know, big car, nice clothes, you know, they've got the chatter, blah, blah, blah. That's going to be very, you know, attractive, attractive to somebody who doesn't have it yeah. and is looking to get it. And you're promising me that I can get it. All I need to do is join your church. Cool. Yeah. Let me do that. That is so sad. Yeah. That is so, so sad. So what, um, I mean, what's going to, what are people hoping will come out of this? Because what can the police do? Can they... Can they disband the church or can they arrest individuals whose specific allegations have been made? This is the thing, because I'm thinking, because like from a legal standpoint, when you think about it, it's like, okay, if the loan was taken out and it's in your name legally, Mm. what can the law, what can they, what can they do? In short of them, if, unless they're like beating you up or causing you some sort of physical harm, there is nothing legally that they've done wrong, essentially. Mm. Everything that they've done wrong is moral. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it might come under... Because there's some new thing coming out about coercive relationships. But right. I haven't, I haven't actually... Oh, she never read up on kind it. kind of, like, read up on it and mm. looked into it. Yeah, but... Oh, that's just... That is very sad. Yeah, I need to get back to the land of the... <laughs> uh, the living and the reading and to catch up on these stories because yeah. that's... That's actual madness because mm. the, the sad thing is that Spac Nation was being lauded as a a haven for young people who mm. were, you know, maybe on the fringes of, I don't know, society, maybe their own families that, that didn't, that felt displaced, that mm. were mm. at risk of getting involved in things. And then so to turn around and to abuse these same young people mm. is just... It's, it's wrong, isn't it? It's low. It's, it makes me sad because churches have so much power in the world, so much power, and it's like you choose to use your power. Not all of the, ch- not all churches, but a lot of the times, this is why religion causes so much war and problems. Because yeah. it's the people who are at the bottom who end up fighting or end up being the victims of whatever it is mm. that the churches decide that mm. they're going to do. And I just think. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. Mm. Definitely, definitely hear you on that. So, yeah, so guys, if you're interested, go to Huff- Huffington Post. They've done a really good expose on the whole the whole thing. Like, the money side of it is just absolute madness. And, you know, I, for one, I've seen a, a couple of other interviews with SPAC Nation members. And from the minute they started speaking, I thought, this is a crock of shit. Really? At, yeah, because at no time um, do they ever talk about scripture, do they ever talk about what God or their religion means to them. Like, nothing kind of like, you know what, I understand where you're coming from. Like, Mm. it might not be for me, but Mm. I feel your passion as to why, you know, this particular religion or this way of life has actually saved you. All I'm hearing about is Trap Mash, which is some song that one one of the members of their church made and it apparently blew up and that particular member, he's not even a member no more. He's left and he was part of the documentary explaining how the whole system works and everything. Mm. And I'm hearing, you know, 
this money, uh, you know, I make this money, I'm, I'm, I'm you know. And so a real focus on yeah, finances. Yeah, just money, 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 money. And the, and the pastor, Pastor Toby this and Pastor Toby that. Not one time God this or Jesus that or nothing. Like, if I was to see any of this, I'm like, I would be like, quote me a scripture. If I know more scriptures than you, then all of you lot are fraudulent. Mm. And there's, apparently they've got like trap, what they call trap houses, which are houses where they, they basically keep, you know, the new recruits in. Like these what big, do you mean keep them in there? So they, they give them, they say, oh, it's just a haven for them to go to if they get caught up in the life a bit too much. It's like right. prob- supposed to be a safe house, but... The way this documentary is painted out to be is more or less a recruiting joint where they can just like groom them and convince them that, you know, after a while, you know, if you take out this loan, if you do this, <gasps> if you do that. It's mad. Oh, I got it's to read. Mad. I got to read. We might have to return yeah. to this subject because I got to read up on Honestly, this. Honestly, shouts out to Swiss, um, Swiss from So Solid because mm-hmm. um, he narrated another documentary, not this one on Huffington Post, um, where like he was talking about it and um, he posted on his Instagram story, not Instagram story, Instagram page, I think maybe yesterday or the day before, just, you know acknowledging the fact that he was like, you know, I was unaware that this was the, mat- like pretty much how you're shocked that this was what was going on. Cause he was like pretty much convinced that this was a new place for young guys to go to if they get caught up in the life and their lives are being turned around. I think footage was sent to him uh, with two pastors who would just, to me, look like they were just out of it. They were just preaching, 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 but preaching pastor Toby this and pastor Toby that really like, if you, if you were just hearing, like, the, just the way that they were speaking, it, it just seemed, like, very brainwashed to me. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, because Pastor Toby said, and you must, it's going to be his birthday soon, so whatever you have to do, like, empty your bank account so that we can give it to him and celebrate his birthday. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, what am I listening to? Some young girl. Do you remember, um, did you ever watch X Factor? Did you remember um, there was a contestant on there called Gifty? I don't short remember. black girl, really short hair, very pretty. She did really, really well on the show. Mm. She's a member of the church, and there's video footage of her um, being being bullied by one of the pastors, being told to take off her wig, mm-hmm. and she's laughing about it. But even she just seems a bit like mechanical. Like, mm. is everything all right back mm. there? Mm. Nothing about this story sounds good and now I'm hearing that they got links to the conservative conservative party so that automatically I'm just like okay this is a madness what's going on yeah we just got to return to and this. I would I say parents listen grab hold of your kids because if you don't this church and other other gangs but you know what? will go I can and get imagine, them I can imagine and I don't want to be um I don't want to take a broad brush or stereotypical mm. approach but I can I can possibly imagine some I wanted to say Nigeria maybe I'll just step back from it I've <laughs> said it but maybe I'll step back from it now but some parents who might hear church may think mm. oh church oh my good. son good boy yeah, yeah okay and then just let them go mm. and the more perhaps they hear yeah i'm doing this with the church i'm staying here with the church i'm doing that with the church um the word church may you know assuage any kind of fears that they may have about where are you how comes you're out so late how comes we never see you once they start hearing it's a church it's a church it's a church and so some parents just may never find out about 
you know, the draw that this place may be having and then the effect on what's actually going on in this place with their children until it's too late. So even as much as we're saying, you know, parents watch out for these kind of things. Mm -hmm. I think it's the word church and then you start hearing pastor and then you start hearing, oh, they're helping and they're taking people away from crime and gangs and stuff. And it sounds, as I said, on the face of it, it sounds it sounds like a great organisation. Mm. And then, excuse me, hearing that it's that going on underneath the surface. Mad. Wow. Shouts out to um, Reggie Yates. Talk to your cousin, yeah? So, Reggie Yates, didn't he do a whole documentary on yeah, it? Yeah, and people are cussing him out as well because they're like, the, the, the documentary that he did was kind of water wash. It's, yeah, didn't really reveal anything. It was very like, oh, hi, my name's Reggie. So what's your name then? Oh, so you go to Spack Nation. So tell me about your church. Oh, okay, it took you off the streets. So how are you feeling now? Are you feeling good? Okay, fine. The that end. end of that. <laughs> really? And who's his cousin? His cousin's in there. He's, apparently, he's a, one of the young pastors that are in there. Oh, come so on. So, people are just like, that's why your documentary was dead. Talk about potential conflict. I know, of right? So, that was a bit dodge I don't, I don't know what you were thinking, or maybe you do know what you were thinking. Because maybe um, his cousin gave him, quote unquote, access. But then made sure it was all kind of like clean, good looking yeah. access. Yeah, just make sure, cuz, yeah, you know, like, give us a... Just edit what you need to edit. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, the Huffington Post definitely was a really good um, good expose. So if you've got time, just head over there and go and have a look. Let us know your thoughts, actually. Um, tweet us and tell us whether or not you agree or disagree with what we've said, what you liked about the documentary, what you didn't like. Tell us about what you think about actually please don't tell us what you think about ti i just think it's all gross and whatever you tweet yeah. use the hashtag 2gaam two girls and a mic yeah and then we can follow the convos so we are going to move on to shady corner the shady corner the shady corner tonight no turns no turns <laughs> just shade just shade <laughs> Okay, so who's going into Shady Corner to join T.I.? I'm going to tell you who's in there. It's all the beige lot at the moment. (laughs) T.I.'s in there. Um, What's we just said? Reggie Yates is in there. Who else can we put that's a bit beige in there? Um, We can put... Who else is beige? Um, (laughs) Yeah, them two would do for now. I'm sure I think of some some more. Some more beige folks. But... um, Moving on, yes. Okay, so last show, I think we actually didn't get put up because um, there was a technical error, but we spoke about Kalechi, Kalechi Okafor. Right, right, who right. Who has Kalechi been Nikoff, a guest our, our, our on, on our show, who is an amazing, she's just an amazing, she likes to call herself um, Baby Girl, mm-hmm. or Baby AKA Kip. the, what's it, Ben's Punani. <laughs> Specialist, yeah. Yeah, one of them. Um, she twerks a lot, she flies around the pole a lot, she writes books, she does she does everything. Um, she is very much a supporter of black women and black women and their things. And being a supporter of black women and their things, um, Kalechi found out a story that was revealed on um, Twitter about a, a woman by the name of Clemmie Hopper, who is a midwife and she's a mummy blogger and she has about 700,000 Instagram followers. So she's she's a big deal, yeah? Um, it was revealed that Clemmie apparently is attacking her rivals, 
using a burner account. And the reason why they found her out is because she was on holiday with her husband and four kids. And, you know, you can switch on your locations. And I think she put put the fact that she was in um, St. Lucia, but she also forgot to turn it off her burner account. Somebody clocked onto the fact that, oh, hang on a minute. Why are they these two in the same place at the same time? I think there must have must have been mutterings about maybe it might be Clemmy, but I think since you know she kind of revealed herself, they put two and two together, and they came out with that. Um, I think somebody who I think actually knows Clemmy and I think had outed her for being this um, this secret um, this secret person. Um, more or less forced her hand and she had to admit to the fact that it was her that was this um, particular person who has been going on all of these kind of mummy blog sites to write about people who she thought was disparaging her and her family. I think her husband has an account as well. He, um, I think his Instagram handle is father of father of daughters and Clemmy's one is mother of daughters this so whole story I'm the, just the story is what mad. you told me today yeah is crazy <laughs> the story is mad because it, it's a story that you would probably see on an actual tv show and you would believe it on a tv show but it's actually plays out in real life so um yeah so she reveals herself and you know she's like full of apologies like how they normally what had are. she been doing though but she had been attacking her rivals and saying of a particular person called her Ken. what rivals like her online just like online people maybe she's got 700,000 followers so I'm sure out of that 700,000 there's going to be a percentage on there who just don't like her but that's just life right do you right, know what I mean right. but obviously being the, the the narcissistic twit that she clearly is you know the people that don't like her it, it got to her spirit so much that she had to set up a, a fake account to go and attack these people but she was also attacking people that didn't really fart on her she was attacking people that she had on her own show to act like an ally people like Candice Braith- Braithwaite who um, herself is um, is a black mummy is blogger. a black mummy blogger um, she revealed that um, Candice used to be a sex worker as well. You didn't tell me this. Sorry, I forgot. All right, it's just coming out all now. What? She revealed that Cam- this was on her burner account. Yes, she's. Yeah, and what? FYI, that isn't a secret because I think Candice was on a show like years ago, kind of talking about her time as a sex worker, blah blah blah. But she put she it out tried there to again. make it some sort of scandal. Yeah. Oh my God, this is serious. So, um, so I'm just going to read it. I'm reading from Daniel. Daniel Dash, shout out for this amazing piece that you wrote about um, the whole um, incident. Where is that? um, Daniel Dash, um, if you go to her Twitter page, it's actually pinned to her, her top. Um, it's a pin tweet yeah it's okay. a pin tweet so just click the link it'll take you straight to her piece that she's wrote but she says on here um, Hopper's burner account posted several times about Braithwaite a black mummy blogger with over 47,000 Instagram followers attempted to leak stories about Braithwaite's past accusing her of being aggressive what <gasps> yeah um, social climbing oh. and using her race as a weapon Yes, so she went in. So, Wait, so, so hold on a minute now, because Lord, this is this. I know because you were trying to tell me to yeah. catch me up on things that are going on. So this, um, this lady, this woman had written these things mm-hmm. from a burner account. Yeah, yeah, about Candice. Yeah, and at the same time 
had invited, this is the bit now that you told me previously, mm-hmm. she'd invited Candice onto her podcast yeah. to talk about such things, such as race and all of this. Yeah, to talk about things like the fact that um, black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth than their white counterparts, yada, yada, yada. Because yeah? this lady, as you've said to me, is a... Uh, she's a midwife. Wow. Yeah. wow. And then at the same time, this is the madness that she's saying doing. Saying that she's a she's aggressive and and mm. Lark, can I just go off on a tangent? <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> now this is you see, this is why mm-hmm. I find it particularly distasteful mm. when people use that aggressive word mm-hmm. because it is a particularly loaded kind of label used by particular people and that's why you know I take a very hard line on Note to everyone out there, if you're going to use that word against Cheryl, let me tell you. Don't use it against any woman. (laughs) Don't use it against any woman. Don't use it against anyone but do not bring it here because you will will get... Because uh, because we know what it means. We know what it is. We know what it means. We know it's loaded. Don't, Don't even try it. Oh, yeah. She went there. She went, actually went there. So this is where Kelechi comes, comes in. So, um, blah, 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 blah. so I, I want to get this right because the story is so mad. So um, Kelechi, obviously, she caught wind of the story. And she basically used her social media platform, which, as you know, if you follow Kelechi, she will film herself just basically speaking on so certain situations. So this is on, on what? This is um, on Instagram. Insta. So she'll film herself and she'll do like a whole thread of whatever it is that she feels that she wants to talk about. I haven't about. seen that. Because you've been out the loop. That's why. Remember, it's only up there for 24 hours. Oh, she does it on her story. Yes, she does yeah, it all do you the know, time. Can, I just, can I, we just pause again <laughs> and just go on a whole, a whole other tangent? When I post a story, yeah. I tend to look at people's stories. Yeah. But then I've only just realised a few weeks ago. No, maybe more than a few weeks ago <laughs> now. Really people are telling me that scrolling's dead. No one scrolls now, Cheryl, mate. Yeah, yeah, We're all just, in our stories. Just going in the stories <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. All right, I'm and it's a make great it way to like, just like, if you've got something to say, just film yourself saying it. I know, because I was supposed running. to be doing that. Right, okay, get it, got it. So she's been, Kalechi has been doing this for ages. Has she? Yeah, that different shit. Yeah, no, I've not been paying attention. Yeah. Okay. So obviously she really caught wind of this stories. story, goes to her IG stories, right. films herself talking about it. Right. She's obviously speaking up for Candice and saying she feels like it's disgusting it that is. this woman, rightly so, has done what she's done. And um, like she actually snake. works at King's College Hospital where... Who does? Um... Um, Kemi, Kemi Hopper, mother mm-hmm. of daughters, whatever her Instagram handle is, and that she said she thinks it's outrageous that she's actually still able to work as a midwife. You know, given the fact that she's supposed to be a mummy blogger, she's in a profession where she has to care for people of all races, but yet she, it's been revealed that she's been highly racist and using these racist tropes against yeah. black women, aggressive. Right. Can you imagine, Cheryl, you're pregnant, you go to King's College Hospital, this woman's coming, oh, 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 Miss Nawesson. <laughs> or worse still, or worse still, this is how it manifests. Ugh. You're in some kind of pain, yeah. you're calling out for some kind of treatment, you're perhaps 
um, in a state of emotion and anxiety mm. and that gets interpreted yeah. through the prism yeah. of <gasps> aggression. These black women are so aggressive. That, and that's why, that is why I take a hard line yeah. approach to it. Don't use it. Yeah. Extend your vocab. Um, explain what you it is you're anything, trying to say. You should know that even within kind of medical, um, within the medical field for a long time, it's it's been suggested that they think or they have thought that black women can actually, or black people can actually cope with more um, um, instances of pain or more tolerance to pain. it's an implicit ra- race, right, racist exactly. view being held. Right. That so they're, more, they're more capable of... Te- it was never based mm. on any kind of science. It's, mm. it's just the... Eugenics, basically. Yeah, it's just the implied racism that they're, that they're, that they're in some way impervious to pain. They are, they are you know, it's, it, it all links into that whole kind of brutalistic way of mm. looking at, at, at black people. This is it. So, which is why it's highly dangerous to have somebody like Clemmy, who probably thinks that way anyway, being as, you know, she took it upon herself to set up a burner account, to start talking about how people are aggressive and they like to use the race card and da, 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 da. Where have we heard that language before? We've mm. heard it from people who don't actually give a shit about us. So I don't want you working mm. at King's College Hospital, working with vulnerable women who are at their most vulnerable time, mm. trying to give birth to new life. Mm. And here you are. Nah, nah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. this is in a nutshell, this is what Kalechi was saying. Yeah. So people who follow Clemmy, it might have been Clemmy, yes, we don't even know. Because as far as we're aware, or not aware rather, there could be a million people out there who are seemingly allies of us, but they have set up fake accounts to try to infiltrate. Telling you. Do you know what I mean? Because that's I'm what it makes me you. think. That is what it makes me think. Is that, are you this really... Is saying now. Are you really our friends? Are Not you really here for us? Bringing in people <laughs> that don't look like you, kumbayaring up, saying, ally, ally, ally. Yeah. No, unless you see... The physical dismantling, Man. unless you see the support in action. I'm not buying it through mm. just lip service. Allow it. And we've had this conversation recently in a scenario of, I won't say because I don't want to, you know, it'll be very easy to identify, but where in a particular group, some are saying, oh, can we bring this person into mm. um, this particular WhatsApp group? I think I can say that much. And, um, you know, others in the group, myself included, have said, no, no. You, ju- you, you, we're too quick mm. to think that, that these issues align with our issues. And they don't. Mm. And you're too quick to start calling people allies when I've not seen mm. any, any allyship that, yeah. in action. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry, but this is... Uh, this is this is we we've concluded and we've created this as a safe space and i would like it to stay that way and it stays that way because we all know mm. who we are where we stand and we are we are bonded in that mm-hmm. i don't want any quote unquote allies because mm. allies can easily turn and mm. allies haven't necessarily even proven themselves to be allies yet not by just lip service you invite somebody on a on on a <laughs> podcast talking about the issues affecting mm. black women I, in imagine. childbirth and in the same hey. breath you can go out create a burner account and say somebody weaponizes their race mm. that's that's mad mm. mental so yeah so 
off of the back of what Kalechi was saying, and rightly so, um, I would, uh, I'm, I'm saying that Clemmy's supporters decided to report her account to Instagram. Consequently, Kalechi's account. Yeah, yeah, consequently getting it suspended. I so can't for a whole said like that. 24 hours, Kalechi did not have an Instagram account. So obviously, she took to Twitter to reveal that Instagram has shut down my account. She added Instagram, shut down my account because they can't take the fact that I'm, you know, revealing the fact that one of their followers with a blue tick is a racist somebody. So obviously, Kalechi's got a huge following. People just started retweeting and retweeting that what you like Instagram at Instagram, what are you doing? This is outrageous at Instagram, blah, blah, blah. At Instagram, da, 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 da. People are doing write ups about it, like Daniel Dash. Um, there were, there's another point that I kind of want to make as well, because I was reading a couple of other, um, write-ups about it that were probably in kind of like mainstream, um, um, publications and the way that they kind of wrote about was very like, oh, you know, Clemmy, you know, she's, oh, isn't this a story where she's kind of been revealed as the person who had a burner account and it was not a ha ha he he, but not kind of taking the point that it, this is how serious this is. Like, mm. I don't... A lot of them didn't write in the bit about Candice mm. in particular. They just said that she was coming at rivals. So that kind of made it seem not as bad it, as it maybe it was. It almost makes it seem, actually, kind of... Because in the first way... You know, when you first were telling me here today, saying, and then you used that term, it makes it almost sound like there was some kind of tit-for-tat beef, yeah. kind of little yeah, yeah, bloggy yeah. beef going it's like, on. no, 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 no. The, the girl was going in, like, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like, in one hand, you've you've got Candice on your show and you're trying to find out information. And so, oh, it's really bad that, you know, black women are five times more likely, da, 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 da. But then on the other hand, you're there on your burner account talking about how Candice is weaponizing race and using race as an excuse. And she talks about it too much and she's aggressive and... Why are we not revealing that in your mainstream oh, articles? I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Do you understand mate. what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, oh, I'm flabbergasted. a little bit. Oh, this is Every a bit time of a story. you repeat some of the things that 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 it just makes you woman. Feel, yeah, I know. Note. I'm just like, and this this is how sick the woman is. She even wrote some shit about her husband being a twat to Who's kind husband? of um, her own husband to throw people to off throw the scent. people off the scent. This is like, and the husband has since, like, I think he's come out and said that um, he's really angry with her and just, like, annoyed about the whole situation. Like, these people are dangerous. I'm just like, this is the the, the sadistic, sinister nature behind it. They're dangerous. Yeah. And then mental, and then and then I keep coming back to it because to me it's the most sinister part. Mm. But then you invite Candice on your podcast mm. to be talking about oh the issues that you face as a black woman. That's a sickness, mm. man. Mad, That's mad. a sickness. Were we on Shady Corner with this? Yeah, because this is Shady Corner. She's... She can go right in the corner and stay in there. And I do hope the the midwifery council. I hope I've said that right. I hope yeah, they take your pin. Because you don't deserve it. Yeah. I wouldn't have you near anybody's um, yeah. children. I wouldn't but have you near needs, any this pregnant needs, woman This needs a thorough all. investigation, actually. That's mad. You can't have people working in the medical, medical profession who think like that. Mm. And the thing is, it's like, apparently <laughs> it's revealed that she only goes into work one day a week, which suggests to me she's making a hell of a lot of money from this mummy blogging thing. Why are you even doing midwifery? Mm. 
Why? Are you just keeping it because it's nice to have as a title? Like, I don't, like, is it, does it help your brand? Like, I don't understand. Anyway. We but, need yeah. to be, be careful about putting her in Shady Corner with T.I. though, because next minute you'll see T.I. <laughs> releasing her as a rapper. <laughs> Checking her hymen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Giving her hymen checks. Gosh. But yeah, no, um, just so that you know, update, Kelechi's um, Instagram account has still been, has been reinstated. That's crazy. They been, tried to lock yeah. off my G, Kelechi. And, she, and she's been given a, a blue tick. But I feel like they oh, gave... did she have one before? No, but I feel like they've given that to her to kind of like keep her quiet or that maybe like isn't I'm like have you not you've like not been like have you not met <laughs> that's actually because like shout out to collection she's like do you give me my Wild. tick but I'm not letting this lie at all she her account should have never have been suspended and the joke of it was you didn't suspend Clemmy's account at all yeah and that you know probably because she's probably as you said written all her heinous shit mm. from the burner account. account. Yep. Thus leaving her normal Clemmy account all kind of, mm. oh yeah, I'm so friendly. I'm so mother of the earth. I'm so this and that. She's the mother of dickheads. Is, that is what she is. the that's getting to me. And then once again, and you know what? It's a phenomena that people talk about um, on Facebook as well. When people write on Facebook calling out racism and mm. maybe using the terms of maybe even like reporting a scenario that had happened, that gets, that will get that account shut down. Yeah. But actual racist accounts are up alive and kicking and running. What is it with social media and their inability to react properly to some of these issues? Do you think it's that they, they're so big wieldly and 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 unable to to react swiftly or that they they generally they're not really interested in um protecting protecting women protecting black women i don't understand it yeah i mean that's gonna be a conversation for another day to be honest because there are too many instances her account is Um, still there that's what it's gonna still be there because her account is not the account that she's been saying yeah. the nasty things but from. But people, I'm just checking to see whether or not people been, le- yeah, people been leaving comments. Um, are you happy that you got Kalechi's accounts deleted when you, in fact, the the aggressive misogynist? Somebody else has written, and you were midwife, black women putting their trust in you as a midwife. Your behaviour is disgusting. Um, a great place to start making amends is contacting Instagram to reinstate Kalechi's um, account. I think this was done after... Or before, sorry, um, Kalechi's account got suspended. Mm-mm. But yeah, anyway. So yeah, so she, mother of daughters or mother of whatever dickheads, you can go straight into Shady Corner, never to show your stupid face ever again. Women like you make me sick. Um, vile. Absolutely vile. Definitely. So yeah, she can stay in shady corner with all the other reprobates. So um, you are the light. Um, so I'll just say welcome back to the Mobile Awards. They announced that they will be. I think they've had maybe like a two-year hiatus. They're back next year, November the twelfth in twenty twenty, um, and they're back in London. 
which I guess is great for us Londoners. No more travelling to Scotland (laughs) to go and view the best of the best of black music. So if you guys are going, apparently there are tickets on sale right now. You can go and purchase and shake a leg next year in the freezing cold in November, November 12th. So yeah, so that is it for now from me and Sheza. Um, again, if you want to leave comments about the show, let us know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. Share Tweet that. us, undergirl, t- underscore, two, the number two, <laughs> girls, ampersands, or is it and? and I can't what, remember. What? On our, on ampersands. Our, on ampersands, oh. the and mark. What's our Twitter? <laughs> is it... It's, um, you know, that's your job. Our Twitter <laughs> is... Underscore, two girls, and the word, and yeah. the mic. So tweet us there. Use the hashtag, the number two, G-A-A-M. And you can follow us on Instagram at the same address. And let us know what you think about these topics. You can holler at us and tell us what you want to hear about. Mm. So um, this has been us speaking to you. Bye. Bye.